The Go Radio Football Show, building up to the new season. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 1717 700. Let's go. Well, no football, but no shortage of stories on the show this week. Celtic lose one of their first choice front three, Jota jetting off to Saudi, but the other two thirds of that dynamic front line is going nowhere. Kyogo Furuhashi and Dyson Maida both commit to the Scottish champions for the next four years. Meanwhile, Rangers have snapped up summer signing number six. Cyril Dessers has swapped Serie A for the Premiership, leaving Cremonese on the end of a four and a half million pounds deal. The Nigerian international striker of those half dozen new arrivals four of them are strikers well it will be four if they complete the signing of Danilo from uh, Feyenoord because uh, that one does sound as if it's about to happen as well a Brazilian uh, been Dutch based but he's desperately keen uh, to come and join Rangers Michael Beale has been busy uh, dealing with a problem area for the title challengers it certainly was those attacking areas uh, last season we're going to be talking about that we're going to be talking about plenty over the next 60 minutes we're talking football it's Rob McLean and it's Kenny Miller hi Kenny how are we doing? well our big decision right at the top of the show is do we have Sky Sports News on on the big telly in the corner or do we get Wimbledon on there's only one winner for me Rob <laughs> yeah I think, I think on. it's going to be two votes to zero <laughs> I think we're going to we've got Sky Sports News on at the moment we're watching uh, some of the bits and bobs happening on there but we desperately want to know what Andy Murray's going to do on the back of that amazing game last night uh, in which he went two sets to one up and uh, well he's uh, back on court right now so we'll keep you up to date with what is happening there as well as we talk football on the Goat Radio Football Show between now and six o'clock we'll also hear a little bit more from uh, Jack Butland and uh, Joe Hart have both been talking this week the Rangers and Celtic goalkeepers one who's had an amazing couple of years one who's just in the door looking to make an impact and uh, both have been talking and we'll just uh, hark back to some of the things they've been saying over the last few days and keep you up to date with anything that is moving at the moment. It's for all Andy Murray against Tsitsipas in that uh, second round match at uh, Wimbledon. Another Scott Cameron Norrie is in the third set. Uh, it's a set of piece and he's 2-5 down. It's, uh, it's C. Eubanks. It can't be Chris Eubanks, the boxer, surely. But it is Eubanks that he's up against and he is 5-2 down in the third set at Wimbledon. But we're talking... Uh, Football, and it's going to be interesting to get your thoughts, Kenny, on lots of uh, stuff that's been going on. What about Rangers? Uh, it was after we were off air last night that they finally got the deal done with Dessers. We've been talking about it all week. Um, do you know anything about him? I mean, he's a Nigerian international, he's come from Cremonese, um, and he's well, the third striker so far, and it, and it could be four very shortly. Yeah, I think this is the one that, uh, that Michael's been trailing for a while by by all accounts, and he might have set eyes on him in his in his spell with Stephen Gerrard up here a few years ago. So it's uh, it seems to have got his man. I think the other two signings, uh, particularly Sima, is, is a signing a, a potential. Obviously, the loan deal, Brighton, obviously see him or hope that his, his spell up here will kind of propel him into their thoughts, and, and he'll be able to go back into their squad. Lammers is, is a different player. The one thing about them, I mean, they're a big bunch of boys. That's mm. what's all six foot plus. They'll all be 
bringing their own attributes and things. But it looks this one like 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 Dessers as, as Michael's man. They needed to sort out both ends of the pitch, and he's got his number one goalkeeper in by the looks of it, and looks like he's now got his main man up front. Yeah, I asked uh, Billy Reid actually this week about uh, Abdallah Sima, who's on loan from Brighton for the season. It was difficult for him to answer because he didn't actually play for Brighton. So although he knows about him uh, and he's quick and he's big and he's good in the air apparently yep. and he runs in behind he didn't tell me what he does when he when he does run in behind hopefully he <laughs> creates something at that yeah. point as well but so it, it was kind of difficult to get any great information about him but he's 22 uh, I think all the the strikers he's bringing are all very athletic as well Kenny Sam Lammers from from Atalanta uh, the he looks Dutchman. very technical yep. he looks quite technical again he looks a big lad uh, I think Seema probably looks again being the youngest maybe the most mobile uh I think they're all different. I mean, I was watching a bit of Dessers this afternoon and he does move well. I wouldn't say he's lightning quick, but he's he seems to be a decent all-round number nine, scores different types of goals. Again, he's quite strong in air as well, which I think when you're when you're that height, the Rangers' front line is definitely going to have a different look to it in terms of just the physicality mm. of them. So it'll be interesting to see how they all line up and, and where you'll fit them in and potentially one more coming in. Uh, that is definitely an area of the pitch that Michael needed to look at. Uh, I think last season... You've seen with the with the problems up front with, with Tillman's just being a lone player and potentially going back, which is is, is now done. Ryan Kent and Morelos running their contracts down. It was it was a, an area of the pitch where the, your best players just weren't playing, uh, uh, just weren't bringing their A game. You know, obviously Kent and Morelos have, have since now moved on for free. So it was an area of the pitch that needed kind of reinvigorated. They needed to see some quality in there, and they need, they need goals. You know, it's something they've needed at that end of the pitch uh, for a while. When I mean, out with Morelos, there's I mean Kent. It was something that was always levelled at him, wasn't it? it was his, his level of goal. So yeah. it's uh, they've definitely put a lot of investment into that area of the pitch, and, and I'm sure before the before the end of August there might be a, a bit more comings and goings at Ibrox It's going to be very interesting Kenny to see what that team is the, the team that starts the season for Rangers and we've been speculating in the course of the last few days on the show um, about who who's in the team from last season and, and I guess when you think about it it's, it's Tavernier and Goldson and it's Cantwell and Raskan um, maybe maybe Barisic as well, Barisic as or, well. Or, 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 but of course the, you know they, they signed Yilmaz as well, didn't they? Yeah, but I don't think he wasn't able to move. I mean, Yilmaz looked okay at the end of the season when he when he was put in the team. Uh, I think Bonner was injured towards the end, so he got a, a, a decent little run, five six games at the end of the season. He looked okay. Is he someone that Michael will rely on and hang his hat on week in week out when you're going for league titles and trophies? I'm still not too sure. So can you hang your hat on Borna Barisic? Do you think? Because I mean. It did seem, didn't it, two or three years ago? And he's constantly been been in the rumor machine, hasn't he? That that he's going to be moving out, but it's never happened. Well, I think now this summer is is going to be telling in Bonner's future because I think he's in his final year. So I think it will be sign or sell because I don't think that we want to lose in another asset as much as it's probably not as big an asset as Kent and Morelos he's still someone that's been linked like you say he's been linked with, there's been constant speculation surrounding him maybe even three and four million pounds which would be good money you know so I think this summer will be telling in, in, in Borna Barris' future and if he does sign then he'll be here and if he doesn't sign then I think Rangers might need to look to move him on so that might then be another area that Rangers will, will need to look at because I think everybody's still just not seen enough of young match to, to be convinced no. that he's going to be the man that's going to be able to keep that jersey Do Rangers look enviously across the city at the what the Celtic recruitment machine is doing and how that all pans out and you get situations like uh, two great years out of Jota 
and then you quadruple your money on them, and when you when you sell them to Saudi Arabia, um, and that's great business, isn't it? Those are the de- those are the, that's the sort of business Rangers want to do, isn't it? Well, listen, they done it last summer with Bassi, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, it was it was their turn last summer with Bassi, even Aribo. Obviously, they were, they were sold for good money, not quite that level of money. I would say, I mean, Bassi wasn't far off it, but it's uh, it's something that Celtic have been quite quite good at over the last 10, 15 years. To be honest with you, signing players and, and moving them on for good good transfer fees so yeah I think it's every club's model ideally that's what you want to be doing bringing them in again what was it six million pound or whatever they paid for Jota and they're moving them on like you say for three, three and a half four times that amount of money so it's uh, but what it is it's a, it's a week it's weakened they're starting to live in there's no doubt about it Jota's their main winner so mm-hmm. they need to now go and replace them and I know they've signed a couple of, a couple of younger ones are they going to have the impact that Jota's had over the last couple of seasons well that remains to be seen yeah I guess the, the contrast that in this close season is that Jota deal's done and, and yeah you want ideally you want to keep him because because he's star quality and he's, he's got those talismanic qualities for Celtic as well but when you get 25 million there, there's really not a decision to be made on it and on the other side you get Kenton Morellas where two guys who've run down their contracts and then go uh, and you know you get and you get nothing at the no, end it's, of it. It's, it's, again, it's been bad business. There's there's no getting away from it. The, I mean, again, I think that that may be a lesson. You know, when you look at the you look at the Jota deal, he is one of their main men. Mm-hmm. You know, but the timing's there, uh, the money's there, and it's not a case. Of, oh well, we need to do this or we need to wait and see. We've got champions. They've just cut it. I mean, again, it is incredible amounts of money, uh, and I think any player from Scotland, be it from Rangers or Celtic, when that kind of money's thrown, as we seen with Bassey last year, Ryacks, that they're going to go when that when that amount of transfer fee comes. But it's the timing, and they're, and they're not scared to do it. They've done it. They've taken the money, and now they'll look to reinvest it because there's no doubt he needs to be replaced because the players that have came in will not will not replace Jota. What about Abada? Might it, might it be time for him to to become a regular fixture on that right side of the front three? Well, he, he was, I thought he was really really threatening when he's played. I mean, he started quite a lot last season, and, and his yeah, numbers started last season. His, his numbers, numbers are great. His numbers are I mean, again. This is something when you when you're when you're com- comparing the both teams and and specifically those positions. That Abada Kent, that Jota Kent comparison always came up because of the goals that Abada was scored, the assists he was having, how again, how damaging he actually was to Rangers when he played against Rangers over the last couple of seasons. So it's uh, it'll be an opportunity for him. I mean, there was a lot of speculation surrounding him towards the end of last season that he may be he, he may move on as well, and there mm-hmm. might be some yeah. big transfer fees yeah. for him uh, getting mentioned. So it'll be interesting to see how he's now used or or not used. Maybe he'll be sold as well. But it's an area of the pitch. I think when you lose a player, one of your star players like, like Celtic have and Rangers did as well in Kent and Rillis but the thing is they weren't performing to star levels no. you know Jota has been for a couple of years and there's been the trophies to prove it so uh, it'll be a big loss and he'll, uh, again Scottish football will miss him that type of flamboyant flair yeah. and, and the quality that he brought uh, it'll be missed Even this week there was talk about Abada uh, sporting Lisbon I think were being being linked with him and as you say towards the end of last season there was talk of I, I seem to remember 10 million was the figure that was yep. being spoken about there was a lot of interest in him naturally because he was 19 when he joined Celtic he's, he's now only 21 the numbers are fantastic he's got great experience now he's an international player with Israel but maybe the departure of Jota opens the door for him to be a regular starter and maybe that puts an end to all the transfer talk it may be it may do sorry and it's uh he just did seem to be a little bit unhappy maybe with the game time towards last year but mm. there's, there's a new manager in the building now and I'm sure the conversations have been had about what's expected of them where, where the manager now maybe sees him within the squad but it's an opportunity like you say because I actually felt that Celtic even had the kept Jota maybe needed to sign a winger uh, 
and a starting winger at that. So the fact that Jota's left, it'll be interesting to see the business to do in that area of the pitch. Celtic, of course, have lost their manager and replaced him. Uh, Brendan Rodgers back for a second spell and uh, Ange Postacoglu on his way to Tottenham Hotspur after two incredible seasons uh, for the Australian. And Joe Hart's been talking this week, the Celtic goalkeeper, about uh, a couple of uh, departures and a couple of uh, contract extensions that have uh, been happening for Celtic this past week. Here he is on the departed gaffer. Look, we sped... We uh, shared two really special years together. Um, obviously, very successful and with success. People are interested in what you're what you're going to be doing next and what your ideas are. And look, Ange had a decision to make, and he made it. We uh, we absolutely loved working under him. Um, really enjoyed my time personally. Really get on with him as a person. Wish him all the best. But football's got this kind of magical way of it. Just keeps moving, doesn't it? And next we get the news that Brendan's coming in, and we've got a new focus and a new task. It's just incredible, isn't it? We we should know what happens all the time, but he was so part of so much a big part of that Celtic success story over the last couple of years, and then very quickly, Kenny, a switch flicks, and he's history. Yes, and you know, I've been personally, I, I could see it happening this summer. I think I said it, I said it on a number of occasions. If that right opportunity come, and I did believe the opportunities would be there. I mean, Tottenham's just another level of opportunity, though. It's just mm. a fantastic chance. It's not a, it's not one that you get to be sniffed at. It's not one to be missed. So uh, it was a wonderful opportunity for Angela. Like Joe says, he'd he done great for her game. He did. He, he seemed to pull the whole thing together at a time where there was a lot of talk about transition and rebuilding and things. And again, his recruitment was great. His personality, his character just seemed to fit at that time. And then it did. It brought the club together. It brought them a great level of success as well. So it was one where I'm sure Rangers fans would have been quite happy to see the back end when they see the Tottenham thing but then you see Brendan coming back in as well a manager of real real quality so it's uh, like Joe says I mean, they've replaced a really top level manager with a with a one uh, just as good if not better Did that surprise you at all Brendan Rodgers coming back based on how he left the club? I, 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 listen, I, I get the way he left and the, and, the, and the uproar with the Celtic fans at that time I mean he won seven trophies out of seven the club then went on to finish off a treble and complete a treble that season and won another one the next year so it never stopped their, their success at all but I just think the way it came up and again how he threw himself into the job and how he had related with the fans there were just a, a, a lot of disappointments surrounding that but again it was Premier League opportunity and now you talk about right fits and, and timings, everything. Well, Brendan loses his job three months ago, two months ago, and then leaves, and this huge job is, is vacant there and, and available. And I think they needed to replace Ange with, with someone of real quality and stature, and, and they've done that. There's a fair bit of pressure, though, isn't there, in keeping the standards where they are right now? When you do a clean sweep, uh, anything less than that is going to be a disappointment in the in the coming season. And and it's going to be fascinating to see what he does with the team. Uh, Ange had his own very distinctive style, and uh, it, it was the same every time. But not many Scottish teams could do anything about resisting it. What does Brendan Rodgers do? You know, like I, I heard Brendan say, and again, it's something I, I believe also, that I don't think the styles were, were that different. You know, there, there was fast attacking football, a lot of goals, a lot of wins, a lot of success. Within it, there's the subtleties that are always going to be different for each manager. Uh, the inverted fullbacks, for I, instance. Again, we've never really seen that under under Brendan, and, and it's something that, that Andrews had. It's something he brought to the uh, the club, and, and it worked very well for them. 
and again formations like you say Ange when you say Ange never changed he, he was his formation and that was it but the style always remained under mm-hmm. Brendan also mm-hmm. he did like to tinker a little bit he played back threes I remember games where James Forrest would be a right wing back because you can afford to do that when you're Celtic but it was uh, the style was always the same they still played excellent football they still scored a lot of goals so it'll be interesting to see what he does do because I do think there's uh, he needs to he does need to put a stamp his own stamp on it which he will he does need to kind of deliver the success that he, that he did in his first time. The problem Celtic have got them what they've been spoiled with trebles. It's become it's becoming normal. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's that five trebles in the last seven years or, or whatever it's been. Like it's becoming normal where it's not. It's just not normal to no. have that level of success. So, so whether he comes up and wins trebles, I, I wouldn't say he's going to be a a, a failure if if he doesn't deliver uh, uh, trebles. But the league title as always is the most important thing and if you can then back that with a cup like like Ange did in his first season uh, then I, for me that that's a really really successful season but time will tell but it's going to be for me it's building up to be a, a really exciting season it was always going to be an exciting summer particularly at Ibrox with what was uh, going on transfer wise and, and kind of rebuilding of the team and all the additions that were going to be leave all the guys that were coming in and all the guys that were leaving but it turned out to be a really exciting summer now across the city as well with Ange leaving Brendan coming in and everything that's going to bring so it's, it's building up to be a really really exciting season even right now you can say that this this one could go the wire <laughs> never a dull moment will the domestic domination continue for Celtic can they step things up in Europe that will be an area where they are looking to be better as Champions League again in the group stages for Celtic can Rangers get to that level again can they get to the uh group stages of Europe's elite competition. Uh, Will they be closer to Celtic this season? Will they be challenging for the title? All sorts of questions to be answered and the season is just a month away. The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go! On go! Let's go! It's the Go Radio Football Show. Kenny Miller with Rob McLean in the studio. Um, the abbreviated version is at the moment the one-hour show, which will be back soon to the full two-hour version as we get closer and closer to the start of the Premiership season. Of course, League Cup football uh, is not far away at all. Middle of the month, it, it uh, starts the group stages of that competition. It all gets underway uh, ridiculously early. I have to think. Well, we've we've changed the channel. On the telly, we've we've stayed professional for about 25 minutes watching Sky Sports News, uh, but now we're watching Andy Murray in the tie break. It is it's the third tie break of this game, of this match against Sitsu Pass. They won one each, the first two sets of their second round uh, match, but the fourth set with Andy two one up in sets has gone to uh, a tie break, and that's where it is um, right now. I wonder if uh, wonder if the the great public out there would be happy with us breaking into commentary on <laughs> Andy Murray. Tennis match. It's two all in the tie break, Kenny, and you're looking a bit tense. Yeah, I'm just I'm trying I'm taking it all in here. We could be getting a match point here in the next five minutes or so yeah. in this tie break. So fingers crossed Andy comes through. Yeah, we'll keep tabs on that as it uh, progresses. Andy Murray uh moving better, I think, than he's done for a long, long time. And uh, certainly got himself into a good position. But of course, last night was uh, the roof was on and it was uh, a boisterous atmosphere. Uh, the roof is not on today on Centre Court. The sun is streaming down on Wimbledon and it's maybe uh, a different setup, but it's equally tight, equally close between these two. He's playing the fifth seed, so that's the level at which Andy Murray is 
operating. Um, let's talk uh, Scottish football again. Let's get, get back to that subject. We were just talking about the the changeover between Ange Postacoglu and Brendan Rodgers, but it's a fair old job on Michael Beale's hands as well, isn't it? Um, seems to be making some great signings, bringing in six so far, maybe another couple to come, Kenny, but it's turning that into a team, isn't it? Well, that's it. It's, I mean, this is where pre-season comes in. It's uh, such an important time, not just for getting your fitness and, and coming through a lot of tough work. It's it's, it's a chance to go away uh, to pre-season tours and, and get the bonding going on, get the team spirit, get the the guys, all these new signings familiar. Particularly, I mean, that's six in the building already. So mm. it's a positive in the sense that they're all going to be going away and they're going to have a, a good few weeks before these massive games that are going to be coming up early in the season with these Champions League qualifiers. Michael's going to have his hands on them for a, a good month before that game comes in. Uh, and, and, he, and he gets them up to speed. He gets them understanding what the challenges are going to be facing this year in Scottish football. So that's a real positive. He's got he's a lot of business done early. But it's, uh, it's a big task, you know, it was always going to be. But he was making really, really good strides towards the end of last season, the way the team was playing the results that we're getting and again particularly when you're talking about recruitment his first two signings were excellent and Cantwell finished super strong he really really did and Raskin for me for the minute he came in looked a, a real class act mm. so it's the start of a, a, a bit of a rebuild I, didn't, I thought rebuild was probably a strong word but the way that it's kind of went over the over the last few months with the players leaving and, and six new signings already and we're, we're just into July it is, it's turning out to be that way and like you say it's about getting them up to speed it's getting them playing together because individually like good signings again we've seen a lot of good players come up here for and, and Rangers and Celtic teams and, and not quite cut it or it no be for them the, all the pressure and demand so it's, listen I say it's going to be a really exciting season a lot of work will still be done I'm sure on both squads between now and the end of August It had to be a rebuild I think because I mean I was talking about starting 11 and how many uh, new players were going to be in that starting 11 that kicks off the season. But it's about the bench as well because that was one of the the real strengths about Celtic, wasn't it, over the last couple of seasons? When Ange Postacoglu had to look to the bench, he was able to bring real quality onto the pitch. And, and I'm, I'm not sure Rangers could really say the same thing. Yeah, I, w- I would say definitely a, a couple of seasons back, not, uh, I would say maybe towards the end of last season, again, Michael came in, if you look at their bench, was it improved, strong. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think you, there was a lot of guys on there that had been regulars uh, for Rangers over the over the years before that. So, But again, that's it's a squad game now, when you're looking to fight on four fronts, which both clubs are, I mean, hopefully both clubs are in the Champions League again, which is a real tough, high, the highest level of club competition you can get. So you're going to need your squad again, even if that means rotating maybe at the weekend in the domestic games because you've got a big Champions League game coming up. It's uh, it's important that you've got that strength and depth and it's not, that you're not weakening your team because again, as we know, the domestic scene, the league is the bread and butter, you know, so you can't be taking your, your, your foot off the gas at all when it's coming to the game. So it really helps if you've got that like for like quality. And I think even now when you look through the squads, there is good, competition in most places I mean, I, again looking at Rangers and particularly the signings they've made I mean I can think of kind of four or five centre backs that could be playing again they've signed the young uh, boy Sterling who can play right back he's a good bit cover for Tavo on that side you've got Barisic and Yilmaz on the, on the left hand side again if Barisic is still here midfield they've got a lot of good options in there and as we've seen with that front line I mean you've got to hopefully have Kamar Roof coming back to fitness Tom Lawrence coming back to mm-hmm. fitness as well so the squad all, already looks healthy so it's a uh, if there is, as I said, I think there'll be, I think there'll be comings and goings on both sides of the, both sides of Glasgow before the end of August. Does Antonio Cholak have a future at Rangers? In the, do you see him in that starting eleven? No, I would, I would say no, and it's. Uh, 
I just think when you look at the signings that have been made and what Michael has prioritised, it looks like that was an area of the pitch that mm-hmm. maybe maybe doesn't see Cholak as his type of player. Uh, listen, Cholak was excellent at the start of the last season. By the way, when he needed to be, mm-hmm. because Alfredo was out, uh, and as we've seen, Alfredo as, as the season moved on, his head was potentially other places. So Antonio Cholak had to hit the ground running when he came. He had the number nine on his back, mm-hmm. and he had the start in Jersey as well because Alfredo was out, and he hit the ground running. He scored a lot of goals, and he was great for the team early. I ultimately ended up with a season with no trophies and no success which is not it's not good enough when you're at Rangers or Celtic so I could see him maybe uh, looking sitting back and thinking oh my god we're maybe going to have side four forwards this this summer maybe my future lies elsewhere and there might be something I mean, you might be one of the players that yeah. might move on you wouldn't be surprised if he no, left in the next few weeks I mean, how, how, how are you feeling there when you're sitting there as a number nine and you're looking and then you've got mm. oh we've signed a striker oh, good a bit of oh we've signed another one and then another one mm. and then still maybe another one coming in I know these guys can play in different positions mm. that's why I think Michael will be looking at players that do have flexibility that can maybe fill in not completely different roles but they can maybe one could like maybe Seema could play off the left and not just necessarily but he could also play through the middle Michael's played with two forwards up there so there's loads and loads of different things that feed into why he's probably looking to strengthen in that position but the one thing's for sure if you're Antonio Cholak looking at it and if Daniel's going to be coming in as well he's going to have some serious competition and he might find game time not to not to his liking and then he might he might be one that come, come the end of the transfer windows moved on and Michael Beale last season showed a preference for Alfredo Morelos even when it was fairly obvious that he wasn't in the best of condition yeah I think it, it, it did. when he came back uh, Alfredo pretty much came back into the team uh, he never performed that, and, that, that, and that would, but that would send a message to Cholak wouldn't it? it would send a message I mean I think I, I think anybody who kind of has watched Rangers over the last few years and this is something that I said myself and we were probably saying it too much and hopeful that the real Alfredo Morelos would have turned up at some point because that was it oh he's got this one last chance in the semi-final he's got this one last chance in the final can he go up with a bang and this is the things you were saying and it just never came no. you know so uh, Antonio Chulak could probably now with hindsight looking back on what did happen and how Alfredo performed can feel, could probably feel a little bit aggrieved that he never played ahead of him because I think I fully thought Alfredo was a better option in that position but it's been a while since we had that but we've not seen it for a while and we've never seen it in that last four or five Five, six no. months so it was uh, like I say I think all fans were just there hoping that he, that he turned up eventually and he never did so like I said Antonio can probably feel a little bit aggrieved that he never played more because at least when he plays you know he played with a smile on his face he looked really really grateful that mm. he was at the club uh, not taking the place for granted and, and loved his time his first year at Rangers despite probably not playing as much as he would like but it's uh, like I said you sign four players three, four, three players at the moment potentially four uh, in the coming weeks his, his days could be numbered is it disappointing that the the Rangers' career of Alfredo Morelos effectively fizzled out? I mean, he was such a big player. You know, he broke the European goal scoring record. He scored against some top European teams. Uh, he was a t- he was a top player for Rangers, but but it's it's kind of fizzled out in the end, hasn't it? It was, and it, you know, and it wasn't just this season. It was even towards the end of the scene before where he picked up his injury, and again there was a bit of speculation surrounding how that injury came about, and and. There was just there's been constant speculation and there's been uh, a lot of things surrounding Alfredo for the minute he came through the gate. But for last year to be here last year and to finish the way he did after, like, there's no doubt it was a good signing, brilliant value for money. Had he then moved on like we did, like Jota did for 15, 16 million, you've signed him maybe for just over a million. It's great value, but uh, his performances again. 
you just couldn't see that type of transfer fee coming in that last couple of seasons it was at Rangers and like you say it was really disappointing for him I think the fans I'll, I'll always remember him for, for, as the Buffalo mm. and you know and, the, and the, they'll always think him fondly but I know like, you watch these games at the end of last season I think it was the was it the semi-final or the final and Rangers front three was Alfredo and it was Ryan Kent and it was Tillman and I'm, I was watching it thinking that's three guys that potentially maybe don't want to be at this football club you know and you're up against a Celtic team are relentless and are really hungry to go and win you know it was actually it's a credit to Michael that he managed to get as much out of them as what he did and keep those games pretty tight because clearly these players heads were elsewhere you did say that Andy Money liked a five-setter, didn't yep. you? And that's yep. exactly where it's gone. Uh, he's the lost. king of the five-setters. Yeah, well, let's hope so, because he's in, they're into that fifth set now. He's just lost. So three of the four sets have been sorted out on tie-break. Uh, two sets each into another slice of a drama. It's never anything else watching Andy Murray. Uh, he is serving at the start of the fifth and final set at uh, Wimbledon. It uh, promises to be uh, an absolute cracker. Cameron Norrie, meanwhile, is two sets to one down, but ahead in the fourth. So that one could go to five sets as well. Uh, Jack Butland's been talking uh, through the week. Both the uh, Old Firm goalkeepers have been in front of the microphones. Uh, Jack Butland, the former England international, he was at Crystal Palace. He was on loan at Manchester United but didn't play. And he's clearly been doing his research about what awaits him at uh, Rangers. He knows exactly uh, the history of goalkeepers at uh, Ibrox. He's even got the nickname sorted out. That's the, that's the plan. Um, obviously, you're talking about two goalies that have the goalie. Um, obviously, Griegsy, you know, two guys that have got an incredible history with the club that knew what Rangers was about. So, me watching that sort of um, memorial video, if you like, to to Andy Gore the other day, um, painted a picture of what he was like and what he meant to the club and what the club meant to him. Um, so, I think that's what this club's all about. It's got a rich history of, of top goalkeepers, and and that's something that. You know, I'll be looking to continue both on and off the pitch, just trying to learn about the club, enjoy it, take it all in and, and hopefully follow in their footsteps, which is, of course, a big ask because of what they've done. But it's what we're capable of doing and, and that'll be great. We were saying the other night, if he plays as well as he talks, he's going to be good, Jack Butland, isn't he? Listen, sounds great. I've seen that. Uh, a lot of the stuff that he's, he's spoke, he's said all the right things since he's came up. There's no doubt about it. Uh, listen, he'll be coming up with a real confidence and swagger about him that listen I deserve to be here you know I've played at some big clubs I'm an England international I'm coming up here yes I'm coming into, here to place a, an absolute legend of the football club but uh, I'm more than capable of doing it and I'm, and I'm convinced I'll, I'll come up and, and, and help the team to success so he says all the right things again speaks really really well uh, I think they needed to sign a player of that kind of stature uh, to replace Alan like, there's a lot of talk about young Robbie is he going to be there he might then maybe move up the pecking order maybe into the number two uh, but I, I think they needed someone to come in that was proven that has had real pedigree and again I mean, Jack Butland ticks all the boxes It's decision time it could be for, for Robbie McCrory couldn't it he's, I mean he, he's not a kid anymore he's 25 he needs to be getting some games doesn't he Yeah, I think he's, he's had loan deals in the past again no particularly went particularly great or at any real level but he looked uh, good didn't he last he season great. when he came into the team he done great you know I mean I was actually one of the guys that would say I don't think you can play him in the old firm game it's got to be there's still a lot at stake and then you play him and it was like you could see how disappointed he was when he lost that goal you know mm. he was on for it was at four or five six clean sheets where I was in, in the games that he had played yeah. and he lost that goal uh, and he was he was absolutely gutted again that shows the standards that you need to set to, uh, to represent that club you know anything is, is uh, conceding goals a goalkeeper is unacceptable I, I remember Griegsy 
my first Celtic uh, old firm game back at uh, back at Rangers 2008 were 4-1 up and it's party time and obviously mm. you had the 7,000 there at that point mm. uh, that's another matter but uh, Nakamura scored a free kick with the last kick of the ball and finished 4-2 and Greggs was absolutely livid because I think uh, I think we had just kind of stood kind of through the wall a wee bit mm. I might have been quite close to it as well actually <laughs> he was giving me I was like what's up with you but that was the level of the man you know he was mm. absolutely like, any goal going in his net he took personally and you, you love that pride don't you of course you do and, and it should be that way and I think Robbie displayed that you know he displayed a lot of good qualities I, mean, I think that safe uh, it was Matt O'Reilly in that last open he went mm. through and he looked like he was just going to shape to put it low and he tried to dink him and Robbie made that I mean, that was a big save and a big moment of that game so he done great but listen if he moves up the pecking Norden has got the number two you just, you just never know but you're right when you get to an age you're, you're 24, 25 and you've not quite made the mark at your club there will be decisions and questions he might be asking himself, what, what does he want to be as a footballer because he could probably stay at Rangers and be number two number three probably for the rest of his career because he's, he's probably halfway through his career almost mm. But do you want to then go and make your mark at a club as a number one by the way and potentially come back in the future who knows but it's, uh, yeah but it's the one thing for sure, he never let anybody down at the end of last year. I think he did, would have asked Michael some big questions in relation to what he was going to sign. But I just feel a signing of that stature needed to be made to replace Alan McGregor. You mentioned the 7,000 at the, at the Old Firm game. There, there's talk of the, a return for the 700 uh, in the first Old Firm game of, of, the, of the coming season. What do you think about that? The, the, a 700 away support, are you, are you, is it good to have that or are you better with nothing? I think it's better to have that. I do, that's my opinion. I think it's a step in the right direction if it happens. Uh, it's not the it's not the best step, but it's, it's definitely no it's, it's better than having nothing. And that's my opinion. And I know there's loads of other things that feed into it about the placement of the fans and all what it means security, and security and, and safety and, and, and all this kind yeah. of thing. I get it, right? But I'm talking on a purely footballing level. Mm-hmm. I think it's better to have like, away fans at the game than not have any. That you'd want a stand of away fans, wouldn't you? Ideally, Ideally to yep. get back to those old days of, of, of that great, that crackling atmosphere, rather than it being all one support. Yeah, I don't like the one support, and that's where I think even even having that 700... They I get drowned it, out, don't they? No, 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 they do, but again, they're still able to give something. I mean, your team scores, you know, like, mm. it was just At dead. least it's something, yeah. At least it's something, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, I mean, I've, I've, you've played in the games, at both at Ibrox and at Celtic Park, when there is the, the full away allocation there. And it's, yeah. it's great, you know, the atmosphere. And for me, that's all part of the spectacle of an old firm game. You know, when you're watching it, the colours, the, the energy that they're bringing for the stands, I think it is important. So, listen, I think the 700's better than none. Talking football, Kenny Muller and Rob McLean. The Go Radio Football Show, bringing you the latest transfer news as the countdown to the new season gets underway. Let's go! On Glasgow's own. Let's go! The Go Radio Football Show for a Friday and uh, Kenny Miller in the studio with Rob McLean. And uh, nice to have you with us. We're talking... That titanic tussle that it promises to be at the top of the Premiership, was it ever anything thus? Are Rangers going to be more competitive this time around? Could they wrestle the title back from Celtic? Uh, We shall see all sorts of activity this week in terms of uh, players in and players out at uh, Celtic. Jota's gone. Um, There is some signing going on, certainly not as much as... Rangers are doing in the market at the moment but uh, sometimes it's better keeping what you have and Celtic are holding on to uh, Kyogo and Maeda as if there was any doubt about it they're both under contract now for the next four years they'll have got a pay rise 
built into that as well. And of course, with Jota going, it was so important that uh, the other two thirds of that front three, Kenny, stayed. Well, it's, it's good business. Uh, they've got the players tied down. There was all kinds of speculation whether Ange would come for any of the players, I mean, Kyogo being one of them. Uh, but they've got them tied down now. It's uh, the, the level of goals he scored since he came to the club. It was imperative that he was, he was going to be part of the he, Brendan Rodgers team. Maeda, again, he's, he's had, a, he had a decent season. For me, I don't think he, he would have been a guaranteed starter on a Brendan team. But again, with Jota leaving, I mean that was probably the position I thought okay mm. could you get something else on that side of the pitch or could Jota revert across to the left and you maybe then sign someone on the on the right or Abada stayed and, and, and came at the team but what they had is some really really good options but it's uh, it's good business you're tying down your, your main players you know and if anybody does want to come they're going to have to come with big transfer fees when you've got the when you've got the players on these temp, uh, these lengthy contracts Celtic certainly doing uh, good business uh, this week they didn't want to lose Jota but they've got a fair slice of compensation uh, for his departure and as Kenny says they've got Maeda and uh, Kyogo reeled into extended deals as well and uh, we were speaking about the departure of Kent and Morellis at Rangers uh, it is such a big part inside a football club uh, of getting all these decisions right you're never going to get them all right but you hope to get more right than wrong that's the thing in terms of uh, getting players signed up on extended deals and not running the risk of them running down their contract and at the end of all that you end up with nothing and of course into that category this coming season is Joe Hart something to prove difficult for me to say at this kind of time in my career I've, I've said it I've been consistent I've absolutely loved being here I've loved not being in that part of my career where I'm always trying to think of a, the chess moves of if I do this I'm going to get there and if I do that I'm going to get there I don't think about any of that I just, I'm just loving being in the moment I'm loving representing this club kind of the other end of the of the, the business side and the politics of it and I'm literally here to just do my best and then you know things will work themselves out as they go but I'm just looking to enjoy and like I say give back to a club that's been so good to me I think that was a 34 second no comment uh, from Joe Hart and moving into the last year of his contract uh, he is the, the ultimate PR man uh, he's been phenomenal hasn't he for, for, for Celtic not just uh, I mean I was speaking to Peter Grant about this I actually can't remember him making too many I can't remember any major mistakes I can remember a couple actually but, we, well, <laughs> but, but over the piece Kenny yeah. I mean you know phenomenally consistent but also influential in behind that defence and just inside the club everything you would want from a, a goalkeeper like him coming again it's so it's, you go across the say that's what you want that's what you need Jack Butland to be I mean Joe Hart's came in and let's be honest the guy's pedigree he's, he's winning Premier Leagues he's in England England number one for a long time it's it's a top, top level goalkeeper here and he's right what he says he's not at that stage he's clear where he's thinking right, where is the next move he should be happy now which just, he seems like he is playing on a team that's winning that's successful by the way doing a lot of good work to protect him so he doesn't make too many saves mm. you know but when he's called upon this is signing a top top goalkeeper his concentration levels are there and he said it himself he's been really really consistent in his message about what he wants but his performances have been really really consistent since he came to the club and it's been five trophies in, out of six in the two years that he's been there so he'll be one again that you don't want to be chopping and changing too much as long as he's performing at that level it'd be surprising if, if you were to actually let him go and move mm. on you've got a number one there a very very good number one you don't really need to change that at this no. moment in time so it'd be surprising maybe if he doesn't sign another contract because again him moving for nothing's no no big drama no but you would then need to go spend money to replace a goalkeeper mm. of that quality so mm. it would be surprising if he left could Jack Butland be the Joe Hart at Rangers? 
that's certainly that'll certainly be the hope uh, that it comes in and has a similar impact and, and, and produces the level of trophies because that's what it is in Glasgow. It's about league trophies. It's about it's about winning Scottish cups and league cups. And since Joe's came, like I said, he's had five out of six over that same period. Rangers have had one one Scottish cup. They won the other one. So it's uh, it's important that Rangers again get the signings right firstly and that's been Michael's job he's taken it on his shoulders since Ross Wilson left he was happy to do so it gives him an element of control that the guys are going to be coming in and he wants them he's looked them in the eye he knows they're up for the challenge and that's it going into this season it's so so exciting to have two teams who by the way last year were very very good mm. levels of consistency were very good and this season again Brendan coming in I still think there could be a couple of big signings coming at, mm. across the city at Celtic Park and then obviously the business that Michael's doing at the moment and that'll not be finished either so it's uh, it's going to be two really good teams going at hopefully two Champions League teams Here's Jack Butland on Rangers style of play um, Yeah I mean uh, to a point no as well because of the amount of possession that, that we've got at times um, so there's a different demand I think obviously going to United and the style of play that they had differs from where I've been before um, there'll be different demands on, on me again, but the the be-all and end-all is keeping the ball out of the net. Um, it's those those moments, one moment maybe, every game that you've got to be where you need to be and make the right decision. Other games, it may be more than that, but that's what being a goalkeeper at this club is all about. Um, for a large part of it, you're going to have a lot of the possession. Um, some games are harder to break down teams than others and it might come down to that one moment that just keeps you in a game and gives you the chance to win it or keeps you 1-0 up, whatever it may be. Um, you know, and that's what it's about. So for me, that's exciting, is, is to hopefully be part of a winning squad, but to be able to contribute um, when it's most important. And that's what being a goalie here is all about. There's talk of uh, Glenn Kamara leaving Rangers, which I don't think would be a massive surprise. Now, it would have been maybe as recently as 18 months ago. Uh, he was such a big part of the of the Stephen Gerrard Rangers, wasn't he? He, he, was, he was an automatic pick for, for all the big games, all firm games, European games as well. But it's all, it's all changed for him. And it, it sounds as if he could be off to Besiktas in, in Turkey. Of course, uh, Ryan Kent has already gone to Fenerbahce. Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, Glenn's another player over the last three seasons or so because of the level of his performances. He's been linked with some like good big money moves to, to England abroad. Uh, again, another international footballer who, like, like you say, it was only really a year ago going all the way to Europa League final. That midfield, the Jack Kamara and Lundstrom mm-hmm. was. Uh, and you couldn't move them out of the team and, and, and again it wasn't because they had no other options it was because they were performing really really well and as a three they were excellent mm. it's just not quite went that way at, at the start of this season he found himself out of the team then he got a little bit of a chance under Michael when he first came back up because I think Michael rates him pretty highly mm. and, he, and he does like him as a player but again I think he was, he was a player that has been a brilliant servant to the club played some massive games and played his part and obviously won the league won the Scottish Cup definitely played his part in getting to the Europa League final and he's uh, he maybe just needs a move to freshen his own career up because he'll probably be looking at thinking Raskins came in I think Jack's kind of has, has came into his own again under under Michael Beale you've, you've signed Dowell there's potentially another another midfielder on the way so it's, it's one where he might think you know what I want to be playing football and again we're a year left Rangers need to make a, a good strong decision on it right do we want to lose this player for nothing or even if we can get a couple of million back it's better than nothing and what it does is it kind of puts a, it kind of balances off the money they've already spent at the top end of the pitch We love a summer transfer rumour even if uh, it's just somebody adding up two and two and getting to five um, Moel Yanusi has been spoken about in terms of a ret- possible return to Celtic of course he 
he was he, he moved to Glasgow 2019. He was part of the treble winning team uh, that season. He's got 50 odd caps for for Norway. He's being released by Southampton, relegated, of course, from the English Premier League. But I think Celta Vigo have been quoted with some interest in him. Uh, and you tend to find when that happens, if it's a, if it's a La Liga team who suddenly uh, get an interest, then uh, Celtic, if they were involved uh, in the negotiations, uh, might be pulling out at that stage. It would be interesting if he came back. Uh, it's a good rumour anyway, isn't it? As but it's another area that that area of the pitch when you've just lost a player of mm-hmm. the quality Jota and it's someone who's familiar with the club and has played his part through successful t- times. I mean, what I would say if it's Celta Vigo, it's not Barcelona, no, you know, that are coming but or, it's still... or, or Atletico Madrid, but it's still a wonderful level. But yeah. it depends, like Joe Hart, what 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 is what does he want to be? You know, does he want to play in a team that are kind of playing mid table, maybe challenging for for European spots if they're lucky, or does he want to play for a team that you have to win and mm-hmm. you know and the trophies will come and all the all the everything that comes along with playing for for a club like Celtic is thrown maybe he loved it you know maybe he loved his time in Glasgow and maybe he wants another piece Mm. Joe Hart back to him uh, talking this time um, about keeping pushing on and not letting complacency get in the way Um, it was the mantra of course of Ange Postacoglu but despite the fact that he's gone uh, Celtic will still have that motto very much in mind as they enter another title defence Oh, look, we'll see. Obviously, that's the intention. You know, that's the buzz. That's the feeling. But um, you know, ultimately, it's about where we're at as a group, and you know what it's like with a transfer window. Things changing all the time. Um, we need to put ourselves in a real good core position until that kind of September comes. Um, and uh, and then, like I say, we just we've just got to reach and push and and try and help each other and work together. And um, yeah, we've built up some good momentum so far, and we don't we don't intend on losing it. And they're obviously building from a, a position of strength. And, and you, I think you're right, Kenny. I mean, I think we will see a couple of uh, spectacular signings um, coming in. But that is already, uh, even with Jota gone, uh, I mean, that needs dealt with. But it's a, it's a massively strong squad, isn't it? It is, but you, but you do need competition. You can't stand still. No, because you know, that's it's, like going backwards, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. I mean, you don't want to be standing still and just resting on what you've got. And I think you've always got, in any team, I think you've always got to be looking... To improve your starting lineup, and and that could be that you know change for year to year. Because again, for instance, if you're prioritising forward like Rangers are, make, you're hoping maybe next year that that's not going to be the case. So can you look at the midfield, or is it the centre back, or is it the full back areas? You're always looking to, like to prioritise where you where you see strength and where you can strengthen that team. And Celtic have got to be that way. They have to look at. I says I still think there is areas of that team that's been a wonderful team and some of the players that you probably think you could maybe strengthen have done great jobs but that's that's where you've got to be ruthless you've got to be looking at it and working at it thinking right okay Starfelt for instance brilliant plays real part but can we get better can we get better and it's not just about Starfield it's just the first position that came to my head <laughs> but can you get better you know yeah. could the left I mean again with Jota going is there that that left side for me, I think, could could be better, could be an area to strengthen. Obviously, they went and signed Johnston in the January and he replaced Juranovic and it was seamless. Mm. The lad coming at the team, he was absolutely outstanding. A real powerhouse for that position. So, and Greg Taylor's been great, but they did sign someone last summer in that position. But what he done is responded properly. He wasn't willing to give his shirt up and Bernabe barely got a kick all season because of the form of Greg Taylor. So that's what you need to do when you make new signings. You need to strengthen the, the starting lineup, or the guy who's got the jersey fights so hard that he's not willing to give up the performance level goes up. Do you have a gut feeling about next season? About uh, where Rangers... I did. <laughs> I did. And then Brendan Rodgers came back to Celtic. Right, 
Right. So, uh, I, listen, I did have a wee feeling Rangers were moving in a real direction and I thought, and after, I, I always felt he would, he would probably move on this summer if the right opportunity was there. Uh, I never ever foreseen I'm going to Tottenham, to be honest, but a wonderful opportunity. But Brendan coming back in, listen, uh, uh, for me, it's two really, really good squads. Uh, that have shown a real level of consistency over the last couple of years. Uh, Rangers just hit the consistent form at the wrong time and it was a really poor start to see. But since Michael came in, uh, I know there's, pe- there's fans always say, I bet the league was done and this game never went. That's nonsense. Michael had went toe-to-toe with with Angie's Celtic team over that last kind of six months or so Celtic were the better team they won the league they're the best team in the country another another treble added to the uh, the Celtic Park trophy room so it's up to Rangers to respond you know they have to respond they've signed six players so far they were moving in the right direction for me it's way too close to call I'm not sure I've ever I can ever remember a dull uh, summer in Scottish football uh, and this one certainly isn't either it's really fascinating and intriguing as we get ourselves ready for the big off one last look at the screen tells us that uh, Andy Murray is uh, 2-3 down in the final set at Wimbledon and maybe about to go 4-2 down with Tsitsipas serving and uh, in fact he has just gone to 4-2 up in that final set at Wimbledon that's it Uh, thanks Kenny good to see you Uh, that's it for another week of uh, Go Radio football shows hopefully you have enjoyed them all Monday to Friday back next week see you then The Go Radio football show keeping you up to date as the build up to the new season begins Let's go